You may be seated, y'all. Good to see everybody today. Amen. You know, the Lord dropped a word in my spirit this morning. Of course, you know, you prepare and you, sometimes I come with two or three sermons and, you know, just reams and reams of notes. And I always like it when the Lord just drops something real special in my heart. And so I believe that the Lord's got a word for all of us today. And so let's believe together, amen, for just a, a, a right now word for our lives, amen, for in the day and hour in which we live. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Father, for utterance given by the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Master, for all the wonderful people that have gathered today to lift you up, to worship you, and to honor you. And so, Lord, we thank you for the word of the Lord and the Spirit of God. For it's the Word of God and the Spirit of God that agree. We proclaim and announce this morning that now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So I speak freedom and a word of liberty and a word of free course for the Spirit and the Word to work mightily today. And Lord, we give you glory. We give you the honor. Let's give him some praise today. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that in His temple does everyone speak? Does everyone declare? Does everyone decree His glory? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's charge the atmosphere right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless somore dele mandele. Yela monko samandish dele mando. You are a good God. You are a great God. You are above all other small gods. Ha ha ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for miracles. Thank you, Lord, for healings, Lord. Thank you for transformation, Lord. Thank you for the anointing that destroys every yoke, that removes every burden, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we come against fear. We bind it up in Jesus' name. We proclaim the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, the word that dropped in my spirit is, how then shall we live in the last days? So we are living in the last days. Of course, we know that biblically, and if you study the word of God carefully, you know that Jesus is coming soon, hallelujah, with us. But before he comes with us, I believe he's coming for us. And I know that the earth and the world is rocking and reeling because of the fall of man and because of the curse that is in the earth. But I believe that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. I believe this, where there are perilous times for the world, I believe as the body of Christ, we are world overcomers, and that there are glorious times, times of heaven right here on the earth, before the trumpet sounds. You guys, we are not appointed to wrath. We are appointed to glory. We are not appointed to doom. We are appointed to be light and to be bright and to arise in this day and in this hour. Hallelujah. 
as the Lord pours out his spirit and sends showers of glorious rain on the earth. Amen? Amen. Living in the last days. Living in the last of the last days. This little sliver of time that we have left here on planet earth is an extremely important time. And it's very, very, very needful for all hands to be on deck. For all of us to be in our place of grace and to be flowing in which God has called us to, to do and to flow so that we can hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter in now to the joy of the Lord our God. Amen. You know, I happened to, you know, I did not feel the earthquake last night, thank the Lord. Got a good night's nice rest. Amen. Going to get a good nap this afternoon. Uh, but, you know, I, I looked at the headlines, and you see the headlines. Hamas bombs Israel. Israel bombs Gaza. 6.0 earthquake in the Bay Area. ISIS does another terrible terrorist act in the Middle East. You see things about Putin. You see things about here. You see things about there and everywhere. All around us, this earth is groaning. It's waiting, it's travailing, hallelujah, because it's all pointing to the end times and the last of the last days, amen? And so the Lord just dropped several things in my heart, and I believe for utterance today. The first one is found in Romans chapter 1, and we want to look at verse 16 and 17. How shall we live in these last days? Romans 1, 16, of course, says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now notice verse 17. For therein the righteousness of God is revealed from what? <coughs> from faith to faith. And then notice with me, he says that the just shall live by faith. Now I've got a question for you this morning. Who are the just? We are the just. In other words, we are those that have been made righteous in his sight. We have been justified by the blood. So the just then, those that are in right standing, how shall the just live in these last days? Who are the just? How shall the just live? The just shall live by faith. You do not want to be living any other way in this day and in this hour other than by faith. You want to make sure that your life is being regulated and you are conducting all the affairs of your life through faith in God. And another word for faith is simply trusting Him. Yeah. Trusting God. Yeah. Trusting God is saying to God, I trust your word. I trust your nature. I trust your character. I may not understand or even comprehend this that has come against me. But this one thing I know. I have put my trust in a faithful God. And His faithfulness has brought me this far. And His faithfulness will bring me all the way to the finish line. You see, some men trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But we will trust. We will remember the name of the Lord our God. Trust is a powerful thing. It's putting your life in His hands. 
It's saying, Lord, I am yours. You are mine. And no matter what, I trust you. I believe you. And because I trust you, I will not be moved. This man, this woman, these just who will regulate their lives by faith, their hearts are fixed trusting in the Lord. They are not afraid of evil tidings. Surely those that are in right standing with God shall not be moved forever. We are not afraid of the headlines because we've got a greater headline. We are not afraid of evil reports because we've got a better report. And whose report will you believe? Woo! Glory to God. We're going to believe the report of the Lord. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Speaking of resurrection power, the arm of the Lord is revealed to those who trust in, to those who rely on the report of the Lord. And I've got a good report today. I've got a good report. He's alive. He rose. He reigns. He rules. He upholds all things by the word of his power. I don't come with a bad report of doom and destruction. I don't come to sell you tribulation food. I don't come to sell you things that will put fear in you. Because when the just trust, they know that their mess eventually is going to turn into a message. They know that their trial eventually is going to turn into triumph. And that their test is going to be a testimony. And they're going to take the devil by the neck and say, take that, you defeated foe. So how shall the just live? Who are the just? And the just, they shall live by faith. By confidence, by simple trust in Him. And so we do not cast away our confidence in this day and this hour, which hath great recompense of reward. For we are walking in divine perseverance and divine patience, that after we have done the will of God, the will of God shall come to pass in our lives. See, yet a little while, and he that said he will come will come. And the just shall live by faith. You know what? This bunch here, we are not of those who draw back. This is not a day to draw back. This is not a day to stay in bed. This is not a day to be moaning and groaning and complaining. This is a day to occupy. This is a day to possess the land. This is a day to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thy will be done in my life. Thy will be done in the USA. Thy will be done in this church. Thy will be done in California. Hallelujah. And so the opposite then of living by faith is living in fear. But we have not been given a spirit of fear. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want to encourage you, Heart of the Bay, 
to live in these last days fearlessly, confidently, boldly. Don't you be afraid to leave your house and go for a walk. Don't you dare be afraid to get on a jet. Unless the Lord tells you not to. Don't you be afraid to develop a new relationship. Don't be afraid to step out of the boat when you hear Jesus say, Come, son. Come, daughter. I'm right here. The just shall live by faith. Living fearlessly. Living bravely. I have a t-shirt that I work out in. It says courageous. You know, it makes a 63-year-old man feel pretty good when he walks into, you know, when he walks into valleys and all these muscle guys are looking around. Here comes courageous. That's right. That's me. Give me that 15 pounds. Yeah. Live courageously. Live boldly. The righteous are bold as a lion. Not weak as a wimp, but bold as a lion. Jesus. Don't live afraid. Don't be afraid. Look at Philippians chapter 1 and verse 28, if you would. Thank you, Lord. Philippians, the first chapter. Verse 8. You do know and understand that in these last days, it's going to go God's way. And because it's going to go God's way, as for me and my house and me and this church... We are going to go God's way. Certainly we know that the Lord is on our side, but we must declare regularly, I'm on the Lord's side. You know, when you're on the winning team, guess what happens? You win. When you're on a team of overcomers, what happens? I think I'm talking to the right bunch today. Glory to God. So Philippians chapter 1 and verse 28. I like scribbled notes better than typed out notes. I find that scribbled notes sometimes are much more anointed than typed out notes. (laughs) Come on, let's shout to the Lord the victory. Glory to God. Philippians chapter 1. And we notice a verse of Scripture over here in verse 28. Hallelujah. Philippians is in the New Testament, isn't it? You know, we get so used to looking at the board up there that sometimes I think we just need to stop and pause and read the word for ourselves. Amen? Philippians chapter 1 and verse 28, first of all, in the King James Version says, And in nothing... Terrified, talking about the just, by your adversaries. 
talking about the devil. The force behind terrorism is demonic. The force behind you not wanting to leave your house is demonic. The force behind you holding your tithes and offerings is demonic. It's fear. He walks about as a roaring lion. Didn't say he was. Seeking whom he may devour. But the just, those who are bold, make declarations like this. You may not devour me. You may not devour my wife. You may not devour my kids. Amen? Amen. Nothing terrified by your adversaries, which to them is an evident token of perdition. That word perdition is destruction. But to you of salvation, now notice, and that is what comes from God. Now in the Amplified Version, it says this. Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents or your adversaries. Now notice this statement. For such constancy. I like that word. That word denotes to us that in the last days we are to be constant. We are to be faithful. We are to be men and women who can be counted upon. Constancy. Say it with me, the just shall live. Consistently. Now notice this. Not intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign... It'll be a proof and a seal to the enemies of their impending destruction. He knows that his time on earth is muy shorto. Amen. He knows that his time on earth is short. It's coming to an end. And he's not happy about it. That's why he's prowling around. Seeking whom he may devour. But so what? We're consistent. We're fearless. And that is what drives the devil nuttier than he already is. When he throws his best shot at you, and yet you remain stable. Amen. You may have a tear in your eye for a season, but God knows full well that the season changes. And at the end of the day, you'll still be standing with joy unspeakable and full. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. You've been in that season. I've been in that season. That through tears, 
we kept looking to the author and finisher of our faith and saying, Lord, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be constant. I'm not backing down. I'm not backing off. Come hell or high water, we shall stand upon our covenant. Because we've got a covenant keeping God. Amen. You guys are too much fun to preach to. It shall be a clear sign or proof or seal to them of their impending destruction. But on our hand, it's a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and your salvation, which comes from God. Though the earth may shake, and just like this morning, though the earth may quake, you and I are of a different kingdom. Isn't that right? We are of a kingdom, come on now, that cannot be shaken. An unshakable king has placed you in an unshakable kingdom. So stand and live and trust and honor God with your faith. There's nothing more precious There's nothing more valuable. There's nothing more dear to him than faith. Why would he say that without it, you can't please me? When the Son of God comes back to this earth, will he find faith? I believe he'll find it here. And he'll find it in your life. Faith was so... Precious and valuable to him. He would stop and recognize it in the centurion. When he brought his servant to him for healing. And he said, sure, I'll come and heal him. He said, I'm not worthy to come under your roof. Speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. Jesus marveled. and says, I have not seen so great faith. No, not Israel. Don't you for one moment sell yourself short. Some of you are thinking today, man, I wish I had great faith. You've got the seed of great faith on the inside of you. Every one of you do. Every one of us have been dealt the measure of mountain moving faith, of mountain moving trust. So how shall the just live? They shall live, number one, by faith. Number two, they shall live fearlessly. They shall live consistently and constantly. Look at Psalm 46, if you would. This is a huge, this is a big pot. You know what I mean by that? This is a big meal. A big, huge pot. How many of you like big pots? I'm not talking about, you know, pot. I'm talking about a big... Oh boy, you could meddle there. Adds a new meaning to Rocky Mountain High in Colorado, which is crazy. But this is a huge, huge meal. Amen. And it, it's, there's no way that it can all get out in one sitting. But how many of you are believing with me? I believe God's got some more for us this morning. Look at Psalm 46. 
And uh, this is really, really rich here. It's pertinent to what occurred. He said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth quake and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. And he goes on through this dissertation of Psalms 46 about how good and how great and how powerful our God is. So basically, he's laying out for us, don't sweat it. Though the earth is moving, don't you move. And I love how he says this in the Amplified of verse 10. This is so awesome. Because we trust him and are living by faith and living fearlessly. He says in verse 10. Let be and be still. And know and recognize and understand that I'm God. Know and recognize and understand that he is God. He is God. He says, I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Don't think for one moment that his name will not be exalted before the trumpet sounds. We must not think for one moment that the enemy is gaining ground. I tell you what's gaining ground and gaining momentum is the glory. And the Lord has spoken to me recently that there is a flood coming. And it is not a flood like Noah experienced. But it is a flood of glory, of blessing, and divine favor. Somebody say amen. Glory. Look at your neighbor and say, not a flood of destruction, but a flood of blessing. He said, I'm God. I'm going to be exalted. Let me just give you just a taste from that message. I did some research on floods. A flood is a high water stage in which water overflows its natural or artificial banks onto normally dry land, such as a river inundating its floodplain. Uncontrollable floods likely to cause considerable damage, commonly resulting from excessive rainfall in a brief period. I flipped that around. Mrs. Thomas didn't raise any dummies. And I wrote in my notes, uncontrollable floods likely to cause considerable blessing in a community resulting from excessive rainfall in a brief period. I'm talking about the rain from the former and the latter rain. Shoo! An invasion of His glory. An invasion of flood waters. He's the king of the flood. 
And we're going to flow in that flood. Because you see, out of our belly in these days and these hours is going to flow rivers of living water. And we are becoming a body that is wholly filled and flooded with God himself. God will be exalted. Every person that needs to hear will hear. Every person that needs to see will see. Listen, one way or the other, people will come into this kingdom by the millions, if not the billions, before it's all over with. Now listen, in order for that to happen, it can't be church as usual. It can't be business as usual. Something greater. Something bigger. More help. And it's on its way. I mean, it's here. But it's on its way in a greater dimension. Now turn quickly over to Psalm 100 and, or Psalm 27. Hallelujah. Psalms 27. We're living by faith. We're living fearlessly. And now we are living expectantly. Everyone say, I'm living by faith. I'm living fearlessly. But I'm also living in these days expectantly. I'm expecting God. Expectantly means hopefully. It means having a confident and favorable expectation of God and of good things happening here and now. Uh, this comes out of my spirit. Stop expecting the worst. Stop expecting the worst based on previous experiences. That's coming right from the Lord. Stop it. Stop it. Now start expecting Him. Start expecting God to work in your life and in your circumstances, in your employment, in your family, in every area of your life. I I just got to emphasize it again. Whoever this may be for, maybe one, two, three, or four, stop expecting the worst. And this isn't very nice to say, but someone in their heart said, How do I do that? And I believe the Lord would say, Well, not the Lord, probably me. Shut your mouth. In other words, He would say it kinder, Watch your words. Stop allowing those kind of words to come out of your mouth. It just never gets any better for me. It seems like things just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Now, you can turn the ship of your life with faith-filled words. Instead of saying it's getting worse and worse and worse, start declaring, this is the day that the Lord has made. 
it's getting better for me. It's getting better for my family. I don't know what's happening physically. It seems like my body's getting worse and worse and worse. Stop it! And expect God to quicken your body and start turning the ship of your life with faith-filled words and declare, my body's being quickened daily. He's renewing my youth just like the eagles. My mind is clear. My body is strong. Jesus is helping me today. Amen? Did you receive that? Psalm 27, verse 1. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The answer is no one. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? No one. Now when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host encamped against me, my heart was not afraid. The war rose up against me. In this I will be Confident. He says, now one thing I have asked of the Lord, and that will I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life. The next live in is living in his presence. Living in vital union and living in communion with Him. Amen. Don't allow yourself to be distracted right now. Sometimes you get right at 12, 11, and you start thinking about those fajitas. Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. And that salsa. Someone gets up to go to the bathroom and everybody goes, I wonder where they're going. Oh, come on, smile. Let's give the Lord a big shout again. <laughs> hey, don't you know that the Lord looks down on the devil and he sees his days coming? Don't you know he's not in heaven biting his nails and fretting and saying, how are we going to pay the note on the pearly gate? No, the Lord who sits in heaven laughs at them. Because he sees them in derision. You know, it wouldn't hurt some of us just to fake it till we make it concerning laughter. Ha, ha, I will gaze upon his beauty. The sweet attractiveness and delightful loveliness of the Lord. I will meditate and consider and I will inquire in his temple. Now I want you to notice verse 5 in the Amplified. This is so very rich. Are you ready? Let's read it together. For in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. In the secret place of his tent, he shall hide me. He will set me upon a rock. And because of that, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. In his tent I will offer sacrifices and shoutings of joy. 
He said, I'm going to sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Now notice this last verse in verse 14 of Psalm 27. Living expectantly. Living in His presence. Read verse 14 with me. He says, Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave, be stout. He said, I would have fainted unless I had believed or expected to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Expect God. Now, if you look in the Gospel of John, in chapter 15 and verses 1 through 4 especially, you're going to see this same phrase over and over again. Jesus said, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. The Amplified says it this way. He says, live in me and I will what? So we are exhorted by the Master Himself to stay vitally united and connected to Him. Dwell in Him, live in Him, and as you live vitally connected to me, you'll ask what you will, and it'll be done unto you. But then He says, Look, I'm the vine, and you're the branch. In order for the branch to continuously bear fruit, it's got to stay vitally connected to the vine. For without him, we can do nada. Now listen, I'm, I'm exhorting you today. I'm almost begging you. Don't backslide. Don't get out of the word. Don't get out of church. Don't get out of His presence. Don't get away from His protection. There's a thief out there. He's a defeated foe, but He's a persistent foe. Stay in the Word. Read the Bible. Meditate in the Word. Get a place in church to serve. Live connected. To Him. If without Him, we can do nothing. With Him, we can do all things. Through Christ. Come on. Who strengthens us. Say with me, I can. I will. Do all things. Through Christ. Who strengthens me. That's not just some sort of confession that you throw into the wind that's a confession of trust a confession of faith because I'm united with you nothing shall be impossible nothing shall be withheld from me 
for I'm going to walk uprightly before you. I'm going to walk softly before my God. When I miss it, when I act like a nincompoop, and you have, and I've certainly acted like chief nincompoop from time to time. But when we stray off and get fleshly, it's time to make that correction immediately. Get off, get back in. Stay vitally united to Him. Here's what the psalmist said. He said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide or live or dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. Pull Psalm 91 up and let's look at the first ten verses. Can you handle a little bit more? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Let's say it like this. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and I abide under the shadow of El Shaddai. Now notice verse 2. I will say of the Lord, say this with me, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, you are my God, and in you I trust. Now notice, two of our points are in both of those verses. Dwelling and trusting. And one way that we release our faith, not the only way, is by believing and saying. By believing and declaring and decreeing. Some of my people need to give me more to work with. That came, that came right from the Lord. Some of my people need to give me more to work with. For I am the great performer, but I only will perform my word. That is what I watch over in your life to perform, is my promise. So get the promises hid deep in your heart. And open your mouth and say what I said. For I'm going to and fro throughout the whole earth. Searching for something good to do for you. So hide the good word in your heart and speak it forth boldly and confidently and bravely and watch what I'll do. Verse 3, read it together. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome peasants. Now you all know uh, R.W. Shambach, right? R.W. Shambach was a tent preacher. He was a revival preacher. And he said the devil's called a fowler because he's always out there trying to foul things up. But that fowler has been defeated. And from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4. Read it with me. He shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings shall I trust. His truth shall be my shield. And buckler. You know, it pays to have a hot, sizzling 60 year old wife. 
She's a sizzling girl, I'm telling you that right now. She helped me in between services and she gave me an illustration that I had forgotten about. And she said, this lady was leaving church and she had just heard an awesome message about Psalms 91 and the word feathers was in that message. And she was walking down the street and someone ran up behind her and tried to steal her purse. And all she could think of was feathers, feathers, feathers. <laughs> feathers, feathers. The guy took off, thought she was crazy. <laughs> I tell you, even feathers will work in his name. <laughs> Amen. Moving right along. Say this real strong. We will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. Let's just keep reading. Verse 6. A thousand may fall at our, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted that noonday. A thousand may fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it will not come near me. Take a shout break right now. Glory. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9. Because I've made the Lord my refuge, even the most high my habitation, there shall no evil befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling, for he has given his angels charge over me, and they keep me. Yes. How shall the just live? They shall live by faith, they shall live fearlessly, they shall live expectantly. And they shall live authoritatively, and they shall live in vital union and in vital communion with Him. And as they do, they can expect all of heaven's help and all of heaven's resources to work on their behalf. It's the only way to fly, man. The only way to live. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And if this message can just help one person today, if this message can move fear out of your life and replace it with faith and replace it with boldness, this message has been worth it all. If this message has encouraged you, if this message has helped you, the greatest compliment you can give me is not great word, pastor, awesome job, the great compliment you can give me or any other man of God is do what you've heard and live it. Live it. Live it. Do it. And man, your life will be so much better. I prophesy to some of you this morning, your backsliding days are over with. Your days filled with fear and distress of the future, they're over with. 
in Jesus' name. Your future is bright. Because the light of his word and the light of his presence is getting stronger and stronger in you and on you and in the church this day. And the last thing the Lord would just encourage you with today is live in community. Live not only vitally connected to Him, but live vitally connected to one another. We need one another. Everyone needs a faith buddy. i got faith buddies that I've gone through some things... Probably 99% of you don't even know, but I've got faith buddies that when I was going through the valley of the shadow of death, they were there to corporately hold me up in prayer. And I stand before you alive and well today because of community. We need one another. I'm not selling the local church to you today, but I am a church man. I believe in the local church. I don't believe in disassembling ourselves. I don't believe in coming when we feel like it or when the preacher's in a good season. Or when there's such a great guest speaker like Ed coming tonight. The Bible does say not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. That's a given. Every one of you know to be in community in the local church. But it doesn't stop there. He says, exhorting one another. So much the more. As you see the day approaching. Listen, folks. Jesus is really coming soon. And we have a hope that's beyond the grave. How many of you know there's times where we just need to be reminded of how much He loves us and how much we love one another. And that all of us are to roll up our sleeves in the local church and find our post and find our community and stay connected with one another because He is coming soon. Before we leave today, in a few moments, we could all be caught up. Lord Jesus, let's pray. This is a word I believe that's come from you. Now I trust you, Lord, to, to take it and to minister life and minister love to every person today. Thank you, Master, that we're living in vital union with you. Let's all stand to our feet. Amen.